0: how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Emptiness Countdown podcast. Today here in Queensland, we've got a bit of a reprieve from the constant heat and humidity. And as I look out my window, I can see big, dark clouds for what is usually our wet season. So far this year, it's not been that wet. I've got new gardens and this rain, they're just lapping it up. And on top of the normal warmth that we have, uh, I can see my gardens are literally growing before my eyes. It makes my... um, little plants and me <laughs> so happy as much as I love summer and the sunshine it's actually nice to have that little reprieve for a moment to have that break <laughs> so if you're on my email list or follow me over on the socials um, and if you're not why not you need to be <laughs> get your butt on my email list now You would have seen that I recently launched two new coaching offers for you guys, two new ways that you can work with me one-on-one privately in 2023. Not to say that I won't have groups again at some point, but for now, I've created these two new ways to work with me. Um, So I've got two different price points making it super accessible for you guys, two different lengths of coaching program experience for you guys and two different just two different uh yeah experiences so the first one is called fearless it's four weeks that we spend together it's just 297 Australian dollars so I know half of you are at least uh half of you are in the US I don't know what that equates to in US dollars but certainly lots less than 297 for so for you guys you're winning with the exchange rate at the moment <laughs> Um, but fearless is for you if you're wanting to stop, let to stop letting doubt, uncertainty and overwhelm kind of run things for you. It's natural for our brains to bring up things like doubt, uncertainty, and overwhelm when we're wanting to make change, when we're wanting to step out and do something new. But if you want to stop that cycle, stop letting doubt stop you, stop letting fear stop you, um, and you want to start becoming the type of person who's brave enough. Fearless enough to go after exactly what you want, even if that thing that you want to go after is just to feel more freaking joy than you've had in years. Fearless is for you. It's also for you if you've never experienced coaching before and you'd like to kind of dip your toes in before you commit to, you know, a three month uh, time frame working with me. So that's fearless. That's your first option. And then I have another option. It's called You Deserve Amazing because uh, you do. (laughs) We all do, right? That is a three-month private coaching program with me. It's $1,400 Australian. So You Deserve Amazing is for you if you're ready to be supported to make your goals and dreams happen. Like you're ready. You're ready. Let's do it. You're ready to dive deep. You're ready to uncover what's been holding you back because sometimes we don't know what's holding us back and you and you've you know you're ready to uncover that and also why you've not created these goals and dreams already because if you could have created them by now you would have and i say that with love so that's the two options that i've got for you fearless is 4 weeks and you deserve amazing is 3 months if you're keen but you're not sure you're not sure about it you want to find out more You don't know which option is for you, totally fine. DM me over on Instagram. We can have a chat uh, in the DMs or we can hop on a call, whatever you prefer to make sure that it's right for you at the end of the day. So, I wanted to let you guys know that those two offers are out there and I'm so excited to be delivering them to you guys. So, in today's episode, I'm talking about grief and, of course, I talk about death as part of that. So if you're feeling triggered, just check in with yourself as to whether you want to listen um, to this episode now. And if it's too painful, then you can always come back and listen to it later. All right. So I've got a client at the moment who's dealing with a death in her family. I've got a friend who just had someone pass. I've got another friend who lost her beloved dog last week. And as I've mentioned before, I've also been grieving in a different way. And for me, my grief has been and is around my daughter growing up, around her being more independent and planning to leave school and home when she finishes school. So I thought it was timely that I did an episode of the podcast. On grief, because I know that when we hit our 40s and when we hit our 50s, it's something that's going to affect us more than it perhaps did when we were younger, right? We're going through a massive life change at that age. So we can grieve the loss of a person, we can grieve the loss of a pet, we can grieve the loss of a friendship or a relationship, or a big change in a relationship. One thing that I never thought of until I experienced the emotions of sadness and loneliness last year was that grief can also be the loss of the life I had with my daughter. You know, the, all the all those years that things were relatively the same. You know, the time that we used to spend together, her reliability on me. You know, things are changing, and I've definitely been grieving our life that was so it could be the same when it comes to your parents right you could be grieving the life and the relationship that you had with your parents before that became before they became elderly before they became to became um you know hard of, hear- <laughs> hard of hearing before they became a bit dithery before they uh, you know, were diagnosed with dementia or some t- type of other illness that affects their, you know, cognition and and changes the relationship. I mean, even if they don't have an illness like a, like dementia or something like that, it does still change as they get older. And we, st- we tend to take on the relation, uh, we tend to take on more the role of like, the, it, it shifts, right? Doesn't it? We become almost the parent in the relationship because we can see them Uh, shifting and changing and we so we can grieve that we can grieve that relationship that we used to have with our parents you know it's not the same anymore so we can grieve that as well Um, so there's a couple of different types of grief that I don't think are spoken about as much and certainly things that I wasn't aware of in terms of them being actual things that we grieve So here's what I've noticed about what comes up when we're grieving based on my own times of grief and also what I see in my clients. And these observations are in addition to the things that we typically do when we grieve, right? We have to ride the wave of emotions from love to sadness, to despair, and hopefully we reach out for support. But there's a couple of other things that I've noticed when it comes to grief. The first one is When we grieve, it can be um, a time when we reassess our lives. So if we lose someone, as an example, or even, right, when our kids grow up and leave home, it's a time that we can reassess our life, Um, and particularly if we've lost someone, if they've passed away, it reminds us of our own mortality. So, of course, it doesn't have to be a time that we reassess our lives, but it quite often can be. It's kind of that jolt that moves us into holy shit, we become aware of our own mortality. You know, How long have I got left on this planet? Do I want to keep spending it this way? And for me, that's what I did. So when my dad passed, I decided that I wanted to cut back on how much I was working in my other business. It was a pretty consuming business and role that I was doing. I remember my dad saying when I picked my daughter up, because they used to look after her after school and the dog <laughs> that I never had time to stop and talk. I was always like rushing in and rushing out. They'd literally like meet me on the driveway and I'd rush home because I'd have to go home and cook the dinner and do the chores and feed the animals and all of that stuff that I never had time to stop and talk to him. I was always in a rush, right? So when he passed away, I decided that I no longer wanted to work in that business anymore Um with, you know, working with clients as such, but I only wanted to manage the business and manage the team, which would give me some more freedom and flexibility from that business. So I rearranged the team and I let my clients know that they'd be taken care of um, by one of my other team members. And this allowed me to spend time with my mum as she dealt with the loss, with her, you know, with her loss, Um, It allowed me time to help her organize my dad's estate and for her to get back on her feet again. You know, she didn't even need, she didn't even know how to use internet banking. I had to teach her all of that. So I had more time for my mum, and still do have more time for my mum. You know, no more rushing out the door for me, that's for sure. So I've also been able to go on things like doctor's appointments with her and specialist appointments with her. Call her every morning. You know, I never did that before. Um, I talk to them every day, but now every morning after breakfast, whatever time it is, it doesn't matter. I Like I call her, I FaceTime her every single day. And I don't feel rushed, not all the time. It's still working on it, right? My my rushing mentality, my conditioning around rushing, but I don't need to rush anymore like I used to. My rushing now is just in my head. (laughs) So that's the one thing I did when my dad passed away was I reassessed how much time I had to give to them and what I wanted out of my life. So again, it can be a time when we reassess like I did, but it doesn't have to be. One thing I would say is don't make any big decisions while you're in the depths of your grief. And I didn't, I waited for some time to pass, but I knew at my core that that's what I wanted to do. But don't make any big decisions while you're in these huge emotional highs or huge emotional, in this this example, a huge emotional low. Wait until you're at least feeling a little bit more neutral and a little bit more clear-headed. The second thing that I've noticed is it can also be a time when we place rules on ourselves. Rules like, it's not a human, she was my dog, I should be over my grief by now. Or just putting a time frame on your grief, whoever and whatever your grief is about. So that's one of the rules. Other rules are things like I shouldn't burden myself. I shouldn't burden others with my grief, right? I shouldn't burden others with my grief. People may feel like they need to keep their grief to themselves and avoid being a burden on their loved ones. So we keep it inside. We don't, you know, don't kind of talk about it and lean on people. Another one, I should be strong and not show my emotions and you know as a society we're taught typically not to not to show emotion right so i should be strong and not show my emotions people fa- may feel that they need to put on a brave face and not show their emotion to others they might feel like they need to show up to work and not bring your problems to the office because that's not what we do right and i call bs on that to a point i think there's you know, a line in the sand somewhere, but I definitely think that's a grey line, not a black and white line. That is, you know, you don't bring your problems to work. Business is business and pleasure. Sorry, personal is personal. Like BS, we don't turn our humanness off when we get to the office door. But that's what we're taught by this system, this structure that we all, you know, grew up in and live in. So I think there has to be a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of an understanding is that it's, we can't turn our humanness off and our emotions off when we get to the office. Again, there's a line in the sand, but I think that line is a gray line, not a black and white line. So what we do when we um, try and suppress our emotions or try and, you know, we put these rules on ourselves is we create like a dirty pain we already have this pain of grief this sadness this despair at our loss and then we add in things if, you know if we've got these rules on ourselves we add in things like guilt i shouldn't show up at the office with emotions right i shouldn't burden others with my grief i should be over it right now You've added in on top of your pain of the grief, you've added things in like guilt on top of it, or maybe it's shame or embarrassment, whatever it is. You've added in another negative emotion on top of that sadness and grief that you're already feeling, right? That's dirty pain. We want to keep our grieving as much as we can, clean pain, keep ourselves, you know, where you and grief, you know, comes in waves and there's a, you know, the the X steps of grief I don't even know I'm not an expert on grief apart from what I've seen and experienced myself and with my clients but I know that there's dirty pain which is the pain that we layer on top of the already pain that we've got and that just makes us feel even worse so when I learned about this concept of clean pain versus dirty pain after my 16 year old dog passed last year it freed me up It freed me up to move through the grief at my own pace because I had this rule that I should be over her passing by now, that she's a dog and it's, you know, I should be done by now. I dropped that rule though. Once I learned about this concept, I dropped it and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to allow my sadness for as long as it's there. I'm allowing my tears to flow as much or as little as they need to be until it just naturally subsided. And I mean, that intense pain subsided, right? That that just horrible, you know, the feeling. It was just so different once I dropped that rule with myself, just allowed that clean pain to pass through without the dirty pain on top of it. So it's important, right, to remember that everyone experiences grief differently and there's no right way to grieve. There's no time frame for grief. The most important thing is to find what works best for you and give yourself time to heal however long that is. As well as that, be kind to yourself. Drop any of those self-imposed rules like I mentioned before, all the shoulds. I remember saying to my mum when she was grieving um, my dad, she's like, I should be doing this. I should be sending out cards for, you know, thank you cards, and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. I'm like, mom, drop all the freaking shoulds right now. You don't have to do anything. You don't should anything right now apart from take care of you every minute, every hour, every day, you know, just one foot forward. That's all you need to do right now is look after yourself and just move through this drop all the rules the other thing is reach out for support you know either to friends and family if you've got that support system in place or there's professional services and and places that you can go to for support on grief but reach out for support what do they say I'm gonna a problem shared is a problem half that kind of thing so definitely reach out to support and do whatever you feel you need to do and that's going to be different for everyone like I said So I hope that if you're grieving someone or something at the moment that this episode has been helpful. I know it's a bit of a heavier topic than I've usually talked about here on the podcast, but I think it's, it's been timely with, you know, me being surrounded by a few people that are grieving at the moment. And also given that, most of the people who listen to this podcast are in their 40s and 50s and it is a time of our lives where we're going to be faced with people that are getting older and getting illnesses and 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 passing the life transition, like I mentioned, whether it's your parents or whether it's you know the other end, it's your children, whether it's divorce, whatever it might be, that it's a time in our lives where we're faced with grief probably more. And look, this is a generalization, of course, Stuff happens when we're younger, but generally speaking, when we hit, you know, midlife, 40s, 50s, there is the more, more um, grief comes more commonly, I guess at that time of our life. So if you are grieving someone, I do send you lots of love right now, lots of healing vibes, lots of love as you work through it. And I hope this episode has been super helpful for you. If you know someone who's grieving as well, maybe send them this episode, the link to this episode, and hopefully it can help them as well. Okay. Until next week, have a beautiful week. And I'm sending you lots of love And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide, Stop Letting Fear Hold You Back, Start Feeling Confident and Brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.